0: What's up YouTube? Today I have an amazing guest, uh, a a person that I like quite a lot since one of my first videos on YouTube was because of him. He ended up doing an interview with me even before I actually had a a channel on on YouTube, and I'm very thankful for that. And I thought it made a lot of sense to bring him to my channel at this point uh, in time. I'm talking about Cardauer, uh, Vincent. Most most of you guys know him as Cardauer. And um, I hope today we have an amazing conversation. I I have a couple of topics. We'll be very focused on the World Cup, since there is a lot of hype already around the World Cup. But we can talk about... um, basically everything i will pass the word to to you vicent um do do say something to to the audience that may not know you yeah
1: thanks first thanks for having me um yeah so i started doing videos i think 2020 um when the pandemic hits and i think for most people that was an entry point into a, a different market trying to figure out how to make additional money maybe different kinds of money um people were just bored stuck in the house and then i was like yeah why not just make some videos about something i used to collect as a kid because like most of them, uh, people from the united states used to collect cards we used to collect stickers put them in albums uh i never knew there was such a big audience for something like that so um yeah start making videos trying to educate people not only on the card side but also on the on the football or soccer side of things because there's a there's seems to be two different worlds <laughs> uh, sure. if, if we talk about cards and and the players behind them um, just trying to educate make some make some friends have some fun um, and that's why I'm here
0: okay so today the conversation will be similar to to the way I tend to do this podcast I will shoot you instead of 10 questions today will be only five since I want this conversation this conversation to be a little bit more open and not try to rush all the questions. And um, yeah. yeah, we start with this. You you tell me uh, y- your first thought, basically. And even if you want to change your mind, later, we'll go back to those questions. Can I start okay. with this? The first question and sure. uh, shoot all sure. the five. What's your top three favorite teams to win this uh, World Cup? Knowing that this is just for fun, uh, it's super difficult to sure. predict. Sure. I'm going to
1: say Brazil. I'm going to say Spain. And I'm going to say
0: France. Let's go with France. OK. Question number two. What two teams, two or three, is up to you, that you believe could be um, the underdog, the dark horse of, uh, of the tournament, that you think no one thinks they have a chance, but m- maybe they actually can, can uh, win even the, the, the World Cup or go very far? Uh, I think Serbia is one,
1: um, and let's go with Senegal.
0: Okay. Now is the almost the opposite questions. Three teams that you think people are over hyping um, a little bit. That you think yeah they they may be good, but I think people will be quite disappointed at uh, at their performance at World Cup. Um, two or three teams again is it, up to you. England Belgium and Argentina okay question number four two or three players I'm always putting two or three because this is', is difficult <laughs> yeah. to, to put the exact number but two or three sure. or two or three or even four players is up to you that you think can gain a lot of momentum uh, with this World Cup C- could be uh, un- uh, mid- this I'm sorry this question is more for new kids but even if you think a world player can actually have a breakout tournament uh, you you can also put a world player uh,
1: Mitrovic from Serbia I think is one of them um, maybe maybe Phil Foden everyone knows Phil Foden but um, if I just said that I don't think England's going to go far uh, but I think Foden um, let's go with those two so Mitrovic and Foden Okay,
0: And the question number five, and this is a difficult question for you most likely, but uh, what do you think is the potential of the United States uh, team in this case for for the World Cup? Do you think they can go far? Do you think they can uh, advance uh, in the group? Uh, What's your uh, prediction almost for uh, the American side? I think
1: um, it's going to be a if they get out of the group stages i think that's it um but depending on who comes next because there's still two three three teams who can make it in like wales scotland ukraine they're all very well very good is a big term but i, I think if they can make it out of the group stages that's already a very good tournament for the united states national team
0: okay so those are the five questions now i will go back to to the first one and I ended up asking mm. you for uh, your three favorite teams to potentially win this this world Cup. Um, yeah. you said uh, um, Brazil um you also said um, France and the other one was Spain if i'm if I'm Spain. correct, right yeah. so yeah. let me let me share first my my answer for this one because I'm actually very in line sure. with, with you on this one. I also think Brazil is the favorite. I think France is probably a close second. The spot number three is where I'm not so sure. Uh, You end up going with Spain, which I think there is some to be said, uh, since I believe Spain is actually getting quite, quite better nowadays. But I may put Germany, because I think Germany have uh, more experienced players like Kimic, Muller. I think Germany, again, I know Germany have been not playing that amazing lately, but I still think if they are on one tournament, they, they, they can be a problem for a lot of teams. Um, but in general, I would say I actually agree with you. Uh, share me your thoughts. You said Brazil first, and I also, again, I agree with you. I also think Brazil is the favourite to win this World Cup. Uh, why? But why do you think Brazil, uh, um, in your mind at least, is the number one pick? I think
1: they just have a very... Talented squad, a very good mix between, I think a little bit of ger- like Germany, a very good mix between very talented players and young upcoming talents. Um, like look at look at the names, Alisson who is very seasoned. Uh, Martinos, uh, they have Silva in at the back. Then they have a good mix in, in the middle with Fabinho and Casemiro. So again, players who, who know their job, they've been in, in numerous big big games in the Champions League as well, have a lot of experience. Then up top they they have an upcoming Vinny Junior next to a Neymar. Um, you still have Martinelli, who's very young. Coutinho is finding his legs again at uh, Aston Villa. Um, Anthony is is playing amazing at Ajax. I, I just love the guy, I, uh, Anthony. Uh, yeah. And then yes, there's just a mixture between very good and seasoned players and upcoming talents. And I think that's one very important. Two, they're just a tournament team. They've they've. I don't think they've missed a single world cup in the history of world cups so it just it just carries on um and the only thing i worry about is that they always seem to lose they don't lose a lot of games but they do lose big games, and that's my only worry they just lost the Copa america to argentina uh what was what was the one before they lost to belgium in the 2018 world cup um, I think they also lost 1-0 to Peru to qualify for 2016 Copa America. So they don't lose a lot of games, but they do lose very important ones. And mm-hmm. I think that that's my only, that's my only issue with, with Brazil. Um, they're also used to the temperature more than maybe some other teams, um, even though they play during the day t- because it's not that um, heated. And probably these stadiums will have some kind of air conditioning. I don't know. Uh, but still, uh, it's, it's not only playing it's also being there walking around doing everyday stuff that might affect be affected because of the 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 heat and i think brazilians even though they play in europe they're more used to the heat anyway so um that's maybe maybe that's a bit far-fetched but i think it's a factor and every factor needs especially in a tournament like that needs to be needs to be counted in so i also don't think they have a lot of players that get injured quite easy during during the season um, so well, Neymar is really, um... Neymar is a
0: problem sometimes. That's the one that yeah,
1: yeah, true, true. But in big tournaments, I I, I cannot remember the last time he was really injured. Um, but, that's but, just me. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong.
0: But Vincent, you know one thing that actually was uh, was uh, seeing some guy talking on on the Portuguese uh, news that but he was saying something very interesting. Since this is in November. There will be a scenario that players like Cristiano Ronaldo, Neymar, they don't push very hard at the club level. You know what I'm saying because they mm-hmm. know I'm not yeah. risking missing World Cup. So, and I, mm-hmm. I will not be surprised if Neymar finds some weird injury <laughs> that put him <laughs> out until the the, the World Cup. Yeah. But but you actually said one thing that that I agree quite a lot is they they have a mix of. Um, uh, experienced players like Casemiro, Thiago Silva, um, and they have new new guys that are uh, that, that they can potentially be key players in the future. Even if uh, right now they are still very young, like Antony, Vinicius Junior, etc. But for example, I'm a big fan of Antony also. I think Antony. Actually, people don't talk about this, but Anthony is the, is the, the most similar player we had um, until now. I think he's very similar to Aaron Robin. If, if, you, if you look at the way Anthony mm-hmm. plays, he basically on, uses one left foot and does exactly the same thing. Pushes the ball inside and have uh, that uh, crazy volley. Girl, that he, yeah. Is very similar yeah. to to Robin. is' actually quite funny, um, and a lot of people don't talk about that. But if you saw both play, Robin, in my opinion, was was better. Since again, Anthony is still so young that who knows uh, the future. Mm-hmm. But I also agree. I mean, I think Anthony is very talented, and even if Anthony does not play, Rafinha is a nice, is uh, another nice nice player that can make that position. And we see Brazil using Neymar as um, as a nine or. Um, what people say a false nine, and they put Vinicius Junior on on the position that tends to be uh, Neymar. But I actually yeah. like this idea of having Neymar playing uh, in front because Brazil uh, strikers for Brazil are a little bit um, is is what Firmino. Mm-hmm. You know, Gabriel Jesus, they are good, but uh, I, I actually yeah. like this through quite more. Anthony, Vinicius Jr. And, uh, and Neymar. One thing that I think Brazil is a little bit weak, and I'm not sure if you agree with me on this one, I think the right-back and left-back is just okay. Um, there is a scenario yeah. that Dan- Daniels can actually be the, the, the right-back and uh, or Danilo. Or in the other side will be mm-hmm. what? Maybe Alexandro. So, not saying those are bad players because those players are still quite, quite good. But for Brazil, seems a little bit too, too weak. I actually think the, yeah. the the central defenders are good with Marquinhos, he's one of the best in the world. Thiago Silva still plays amazing. And Militão is a super strong player to have on the bench. So, I agree with you. I, I believe Brazil, in general, is probably the the favorite because of that. They have a nice mix, and it's Brazil. I mean, Brazil is always uh, they 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 only think about winning the the World Cup. There is mm-hmm. no second place yeah. for for them. But I, I hope they don't face Germany. Otherwise, it will be a problem. <laughs> and they it's actually can, <laughs> and they actually can face Germany. I was looking at the brackets. There is a scenario they actually face face Germany. So. So yeah, the, the other team that you said uh, was Spain. On this one, I also would love to know why you think Spain can actually have a shot at this uh, at this World Cup.
1: Yeah, again, it's a tournament team. They need some games to get into the groove, to get things going. Um, the only thing, again, with my my concern with this Spain team is is up top. You have a Moretta who might show up, who might disappear. You never know. Um, they have a lot of possession but they tend to do nothing with it they they just keep the ball all game long let you run behind it and then hope that they find some kind of space but then they like the players up front to really create something and that's that's my issue with them um i love watching them play because it's it's uh, it's great to see like they have 65% position, but then again they they let, maybe not now but they in the past, they lacked the players to get something going, um, and they're very much reliant on on Morata. If Morata doesn't score a goal, they, they need like one flash or one uh, header or one free kick or whatever to to make the difference. Um, but they're a tournament team again. Um, they they can cause a lot of problems to to teams because of the way they play. Um, so yeah, why not? I, I I think Spain, especially with these again upcoming guys, talented players um i think people people don't like to watch them play but they get results
0: hey guys i know the the conversation is good but i have a couple of things to share before we continue with the podcast well first of all if you are watching this i think uh, this video deserves a like this was and a great great conversation so don't forget the like don't forget to subscribe and apart from that there is two things that I would love to share with you right now. First of all, I have a Patreon community where I share two times a week, explosive content. Uh, I do a and a for example, every Wednesday. Uh, in the last couple of months, I end up answering more than 300 questions. So it's an amazing place to learn about the soccer card market. And I tend to say this, if you like my content on YouTube, there is a likely scenario you like my content there. And apart from that, you, you end up supporting my work. So Uh, Feel free to check the link on the description if you want to join my Patreon. But let's say you can't afford $10 and that's fine. One thing that is totally free is joining my Discord server. and, and, And another amazing place to learn about the soccer card market. We are more than 400 members and the community there is quite amazing. So both links will be below the video. Check both, leave a like, subscribe, all the good stuff. And let's continue with the conversation. And uh, another thing that I also think is important is actually I actually believe Xavi uh, being the coach for for Barcelona can actually help this team a lot because we already are seeing uh, good signs on Barcelona. Barcelona is playing much better than when Xavi ended up picking the team. I I, I honestly think Xavi is is a genius. Was a genius as a player. and, and I think. Again, it's super difficult to predict the future, but I think Xavi will be a top, a elite coach actually. And this Barcelona is already showing good signs. Fer, uh, Ferran Torres is starting to to get into into a groove mm-hmm. almost. Uh, Pedri is playing even better than last season uh, right now. So I I, I I also see a lot of potential with. Um, with, with Spain and I I, I also like the, the coach for Spain um, I think Luis Enrique is is an amazing coach Xavi doing an amazing yeah. job so yeah I, I also think Spain have a chance but the, for me I will put more Spain on the, the underdog that course even though Spain is yeah. always of course one of the favorites but I, I agree it's quite funny that you said France last and most people maybe even put France at the top of um, the favorites you in, know in what I mean but uh, why, I could be wrong, but it seems like you believe more in Brazil and maybe even in Spain that you believe in France. Can you share why or if I'm correct, of course?
1: Yeah, sure. I would no, no, I, I kind of forgot about Germany, to be honest. Um, but uh, yeah, France is just, It. it I, I think it's very difficult to manage a team like that because you have players who are superstars in their team. They used to get on, on, on the front page. They're used to getting talked about. And now you have all these players in one team. And I think that doesn't work. We see that at PSG as well. They try to make a, a super team, almost an invincible, galactico, whatever kind of mixture. And it just doesn't work. Um, it's not because you have all these crazy talented players that you can actually make it work. And I that's my issue with this France team. Uh, since winning the 2018 World Cup, I, I don't know, it's just, it's so hard to manage these guys. You have players who, who are in this game for so long and they all need to be together and then they have a different role in their team and all of a sudden they have to, to change and adapt to other players in, in, in the national team. Um, I, it, it, does, it just doesn't work. And I, I'm not sure who can make it work and how, how they can make it work um but seeing the group they're in right now with peru um maybe peru australia denmark tunisia if, if they again they're a tournament team as well they're not gonna stretch in the group stages to win every game 5-0 that's not gonna happen they're gonna score one two goals shut it down and just move on to the next game that's how they play that's how they will do it that, that's just the way that they play and then they will try to get something going towards the end of the tournament but again it's super hard to manage all these superstars. They all make crazy amounts of money. They're all superstars in their own team. And you, you just put them all together. And I don't think that's a that's something great. That's just my yeah. opinion.
0: I also I also agree with you that France is a little bit um, overrated. Of course, he's a super strong yeah. team. But if you look at mm-hmm. France, certain positions are not that great. I mean, you can tell me that the midfield have Kante and Kante is they elite, no doubt. But what if Pogba is the Pogba of United? I mean, we, we are always thinking that will be Pogba for France is, is, is a different level of uh, of player, but yeah. could, could be, a, can have a bad tournament. And what's the other midfield they, they, they have? Is uh, What's the name of the guy? Javier. Javier, I mean, you know what I'm trying to say, is nothing that impressive if you count, for example, Pogba as, as a United level. And if you look at, at the, the the defense, is also just okay in my perspective. I mean, Varane, you in the past Varane was elite, was one of the best defenders in the world. Right now, mm-hmm. Varane is very average. Again, can can be a scenario that they play much better at the national team that they play at the club. Of course, there is always that. But if you look yeah. uh, at the, the defense, even Loris, of course. Very good goalkeeper, but I mean, those guys are getting old. And um, I also think France, knowing uh, that Mbappé, Griezmann, um, Mbappé, Griezmann uh, Benzema, even Nebel, all of those guys are very talented, no doubt. And they are still playing at, at top level. But um, I also think that people overrate a little bit France. France is very good, but if you look at mm-hmm. the midfield and, and defence, Again, for other team will be a lead, but for what we expect <laughs> yeah. from France, isn't yeah. again i, I if, if you compare this friends with the uh, four years ago I actually believe four years ago that team was a little bit better even that basemi yeah, yeah. is now yeah. on the team but i because griezmann was and that's another thing griezmann on 2018 was probably top three player in the world right now griezmann is may not even top 10. so there is yeah. all of this stuff but again you can tell me yeah but mbappe now is even better than it was on 2018 <laughs> yeah and that, that also be true, but I think it's interesting to, to to keep an eye on France because some people really believe that they are the clear favorites, and I also don't agree with that. Also, I would go with you with Brazil being a, a stronger team than, than France, but again, super difficult to predict this type of stuff. Uh, that yeah, sense. also just just to, yeah, sorry, just
1: to add real quick, as you said, they have Benzema, Griezmann, they have Shiro up there, they have Mbappe. You have to make it work somehow. Giro is getting he's used to sit on the bench, so that's not really an issue. He he sacrifices himself for the team, but who's gonna who's gonna sit on the bench? Griezmann, Benzema, Mbappe? I don't think so. But they cannot play together either. So it's gonna be like someone has to get benched. It's gonna be like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's that's why I say it's super hard to make stuff like this work because you have super talented players that don't always match together, and then you put them in one team. So it's going to be interesting to see how he manages that.
0: No, for sure. But actually Griezmann is is making a role similar to to Neymar at at Brazil. plays like a a playmaker almost. And again, those guys are super talented. Of course, they they, they can do that position and still be a a top-level player. But uh, again, I also think France, I agree, one of the favorites, but I actually think that is potentially one or two teams that are a, a little bit ahead. Uh, dark yeah. courses of the tournament, uh, you said, um, uh, Serbia and uh, yeah, one one other, yeah, and the other one was, um, actually forgot. Can Senegal. you remember? Senegal, okay. Um, share some thoughts with me. Serbia, I know very well because Portugal played uh, against them, and <laughs> they are actually a strong team. People think that Portugal lost to a random team, but actually is not the case. Yeah. Serbia is very good. Serbia can surprise a lot of teams. And Senegal, I mean, Senegal, if you look at the, the first 11, they have elite players in, in a lot of uh, uh, big teams. Um, I mean, uh, Mane, of course, is the, the, the most famous, but you have Gaillet, I mean, such a strong team that um, I also think is getting a little bit overlooked, but I would love to know yeah. uh, your thoughts on this.
1: Uh, so yeah, with Serbia, obviously they now have Vlaovic again, uh, they have Mitrovic, they have players like Tadic from Ajax, Milinkovic Savic from Lazio, so they do have seasoned players, they have they have strong players in there as well, um, and don't forget, Mitrovic is only 27 too, I, I, I I'll keep forgetting, I always think he's 34 or something, but he's only 27.
0: Um, Mitrovic for, for a long time was linked with Benfica but never ended up happening mm. uh, but, but I remember Mitrovic being one of the, the oddest yeah. kids uh, in the market uh, a couple of years yeah. ago he ended up going yeah, to, he, to, to Newcastle right um, yeah I think he played for Newcastle a
1: little while uh, but then they got relegated if I'm not mistaken so yeah. he ended up leaving I think now he plays at Fulham um but he's a he's he's an elite striker not only for serbia but also for for in the championship so the second league in 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 england now you can argue that yeah it's a second league in england but i think the second league in england is still a lot better than some yeah yeah, than some maybe first leagues in some countries so um yeah he's he's scoring he's scoring so many goals for them he's so an important player um and now he gets like more players around him as well to to support him. It's going to be interesting again, Vlaovic, what, what he can bring to the table in the big tournament. It's going to be his first one as well. Um, uh, and yeah, they don't lose a lot of games. As you said, they just beat Portugal, I think, in their last game, even though they didn't need to win. They could just sit back, lose 1-0 and be okay with it. Uh, no, they just actually won. Um, I think it was 2-1, I think, if, if I'm not mistaken. Um,
0: I think that they scored yeah, in the last in the last minute, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah.
1: And I, again, Mitrovic scored eight of their 18 goals in the qualifying rounds. Again, super important player. And I think they're a very sturdy team. I think people overlook them because they don't... If you say Serbia, it's hard to link something to Serbia. Uh, but they're a good team. They're they're very hard to break down as well. Uh, if they lose, they don't lose with much. So, yeah, maybe maybe a team to look at.
0: No, I, I agree. And uh, uh, what about uh, S- S- Senegal? Why do, do you think they they are potentially getting a little bit overlooked also?
1: Yeah, as you said, they have a lot of great, great players in a lot of positions. Like they have Mendy from Chelsea in goal. You have Koulibaly, the, the giant from Napoli at the back. You have guys like Diallo, Gueye, Mane. Everyone knows Mane. Uh, you have Sardia. I mean, they have so many great players. Um, and they have a great coach as well um yeah i think that's also very important in a tournament like this uh they have cc as a coach he's in in charge since 2015 uh, he coached 74 games um in in his career and he only lost let's see um 10 of them so oh, yeah. he's sitting Impressive. he's sitting at an yeah points per game was something like 2.14 so it's insane this guy just knows how to put their pl- the
0: their players, um, and and Vincent, I mean, w- one thing that mm. that we know for sure is one African team who will do very well on the tournament. It's always the case. I mean, <laughs> it was yep. again on 2010. Yep. There is always one team that completely shocks everyone and tends to be actually an African. Team. And uh, yeah. the thing with Senegal that I think is quite interesting is, is when you think about uh, national teams from Africa, most of the time they are a little bit weak on uh, the goalkeeper, on defenders. But Senegal is actually, yeah. have to do one one central defender plays at PSG, the other plays at um, mm. Napoli. Napoli, the goalkeeper plays mm. at Chelsea. I mean, we're talking about a team that uh, is actually quite, quite solid I I agree with you. I also believe if if I had to pick one African team, I would go um, with them without any type of thought. Um, my choices to dark horses, yeah. and this is even a little bit weird to say Germany could be a potentially dark horse or Spain, but I feel like at least the hobby right now they don't talk about Germany or, or and even Spain sometimes that they actually can win. They they is always Brazil, France again super <laughs> solid teams, yeah. but I mean. Yeah. A lot of that Germany Germany uh, Germany team is, is is from Bayern Munich, and we know Bayern Munich is probably the best team in the world at this moment, or at least is yeah. on the contention to, to the best team in the world. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, players like Kimmich, uh, Goretzka, Muller, uh, Sane, those guys are, are elite. I mean, and um, if the coach, and by the way, the coach, the coach is actually the 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 the, the ex Bayern Munich <laughs> uh, coach. Yeah, yeah, Flick. Yeah. Exactly. So he knows the players very well. I, I, again, I, I feel like Germany could be a, a, a team that uh, surprises uh, also a, a lot of team, a, a lot of teams. But again, knowing that no one mm-hmm. will be totally shocked if Germany, unless you don't know anything about football. I mean, Germany is always is also similar to Brazil. Yeah. They, they always fight for the title. Um, three overrated mm-hmm. teams. Um, uh, you said England, let's see if I, yeah. if I can remember the others. You said Argentina and you yeah. said uh, Belgium, right? Yeah, correct. All right, so um, no Portugal, which I'm very happy with that. <laughs> but I also no. would put a little Portugal on that. <laughs> <laughs> I will put the top four. Uh, but um, tell me about Belgium. Why you think Belgium is actually... Being a little bit overrated. At least you don't think they have a real chance at winning because on the ranking is number two, I believe, right? So, but why you feel yeah. that?
1: Yeah, we just lost our first place to Brazil. Um, I think it was just this week, the week of recording, that we just lost our first place after
0: like but listen, so long. Th- th- those rankings yeah. are are a little bit yeah, deep. sure. I, mean, I, I never of course, think... of course. <laughs> Not we saying never by won the anything,
1: way. and we were the first, the first in the world. So I, I don't know how they put that together. But...
0: Yeah. But, but, no, but do, I think do... it's.
1: No, go on, go on. I'm sorry. Oh, no. I just wanted to say it's the same reason why I wasn't high on Belgium the last time and everyone was calling me like whatever. It's just it, it's just the way it is. If, if we lose Lukaku or the Bruyne with an injury or they don't show up in a game, that's already like 75% of our team gone. We're so reliant on 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 such a small amount of players. Courtois, maybe you can count Courtois in there as well. Like he's been he's been insane, um, and he's always it he always he always turns up in big games. I I feel like you cannot blame him for many mistakes during the last years for Belgium. So yeah, let's say Lukaku, uh, De Bruyne, and um, Courtois then we have a lot of great players again in great teams playing like Mertens. uh i mean you have club legends you have players who play at big teams sure. who played at big teams but we we we, we, we go from lukaku uh um the and 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 courtois and we drop like 50 percent to the next one and that's that's our problem. Um, we ha- we have a deep bench, but not a very good deep bench. We have a lot of players who can play, but I, I, are you calling Telemans and the Donker? We'd sell on the same level as as the Brana? Of mm-hmm. course not. So we have a big drop off between our very good players and everyone else, and that's our issue. We we if one player gets injured, we're done. That's it.
0: I believe you guys had a strong chance at four years ago because at that time yeah. a lot of those players are playing at Azard, was still the man basically, and um, yeah, even Azard. Yeah. Even at that time was not in his prime. I believe his prime was one year um, before, before. The, the the term but, yeah. but still comp- if you compare with Hazard nowadays is like night and day. And I felt yeah. like Hazard was the big the, the 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 star that Belgium always had there that you guys know that that guy can actually um yeah. make a game alone if you know what I mean. But um yeah. I f- I think Belgium is still very good. I mean, but I also agree with you. I mean, I think their prime was probably three, four, five years ago. Right now, I'm also not uh, not so sure. I, I remember uh, four, four years ago, I thought Belgium was um, probably top two, top three to potentially. Yeah. And ended up playing very well, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So I also agree with you. Yeah. But what about England? Third place, third yeah. place, we finished. What about England? Because oh. there is a lot of hype around England. And by the way, I also agree with you. I think England is a little bit overrated. The coach, in my opinion, is awful. I don't like. <laughs> I don't like him. I think he basically looks at the team and he has no idea what what he's doing. But he he actually wins the game because they have a lot of talent. So sometimes even if you are just insanely bad, the players you have (laughs) alone, you know what I mean? They they end up winning. Think about Brazil 2002. Scolari was not that that great of a coach. Better than than this guy at at England. But Scolari has, come on, Ronaldinho, uh, Ronaldo... Rivalde, all Kaffee, of those guys, all, guys Kaffee, yeah. Karp, yeah. Dida, all of those guys alone, we knew the tournament. There is always that scenario with England because I believe this generation for England is actually quite quite good. Yeah. Um, but I also think certain plays are a little bit overrated. I always thought Kane, I remember people putting Kane at Lewandowski level, I always thought... Hmm. I don't buy that. I I think Lewandowski, Benzema are in a different level than Kane. Kane scores a lot of goals for sure, but um, I mean, in the end, you need to watch with your eyes. And when you see Lewandowski and when you see Kane, I I don't think he's similar, at least the the way I look at the game, knowing that one plays Mm -hmm. at Bayern Munich, the other plays at Tottenham. But again, I'm actually curious to, apart from the coach, but why you think England could be a little bit overrated? Because if you look at positions... I mean, very good. I mean, I think it's their defense letting
1: them down every single time. Um, again, the coach is a big part of them because of, they need to put the right players in the right positions and you have to make it click. I think, as you said, I think the coach can be very lucky that most of these players play in England like 75, maybe 80, 85, maybe 90% of all these players playing in the Premier League. So they know each other, they're, they're friends off and off the field. Um, that I think that's that's his biggest biggest plus. Like even though he's, he's a, not a very good coach in my opinion, these players know how to play. They you know how other players play because they play against each other every single year. Um, they're friends, as I said. Um, yeah. But again, they're getting hyped up every single time. It's always coming home and it never does. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, I mean, sorry,ing on fans, but but I, I think it's with- their defense again.
0: I agree with you, I mean, it's difficult to believe yeah. on this team when you remember Lampard, Gerrard, Scholes, Rooney, and yeah. that team never won. And you look at that team and you think, come on, you have Lampard, you have Gerrard. Look at that, look at yeah. those two guys alone on the midfield, and they never end up working. I don't know, I I also have this idea that I never trust England to win because on the crucial moment, they will lose to to a random team. I I always uh, think about the the final versus Italy. I mean, they played well, but in the end, they end up losing. So there is something missing there that um, is difficult to explain. Um, I I think for the hobby, England winning is actually good because there is a lot of people from the United Kingdom... Uh, in the hobby from from England in the hobby and um, I think he's actually a team that uh, can get a lot of hype uh, when it comes to cardboard basically Um, so what about Argentina why Mm -hmm. you think Argentina is probably overrated and I would say that most people maybe agree with you because we know Argentina have a lot of problems even though they end up winning the Copa America but I still don't trust in Argentina that much also but uh, why you feel that?
1: For me again, I I I almost feel like Harry Maguire and Otamendi are brothers in some way. I don't know. As soon as Maguire is on the pitch or Otamendi, I, I cannot trust the team. That's just it. <laughs> um And and also yeah, I mean they have again they have a mix of great young guys with Lautaro, um, probably some other guys. I'm I'm forgetting. You have Di Maria, who's very seasoned. Messi, you cannot forget about Messi. But again, some somehow some way it. It doesn't work. Like they, it took them how long to win a Copa America again? It's like Jesus. Or it was it was the first time even? I, I cannot even remember. um No, and yeah. And by the
0: way, was 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 not like they played amazing at the final. And nimari ended up scoring nope. a great goal. And it is what it is. That's the yes. most important thing in sure. the end. But um, sure. yeah, I mean, I think Argentina is a weird one because. I don't know. When there is a player like Messi, I'm always a little bit afraid to say they don't have mm-hmm. a chance because, I mean, um, the guy is insane. Even if his season was, let's say, bad because it's, it's the correct word, actually, I still <laughs> yeah. I, I still think it's more about him not enjoying PSG that much. He seems very unhappy. Yeah. But I think maybe yeah. with Argentina is a different story. So um, I think for the obvious... Argentina winning is will also be good of course because there is a lot of Messi collectors sure. but yeah i also think it's it's quite difficult to to expect that uh, i would also put portugal even though is the team i i want uh, the most to win of course but i think portugal mm-hmm. i don't know a lot of talent probably the golden generation that again i mean if you look is insane portugal actually have Portugal, if, if you look at... at well, actually, I was talking with, with a friend about this. Portugal have top elite players per, per position, if you look about Cancelo is one of the best right-backs in the world right now. Bruno Fernandes, yeah. one of the best midfielders in the world. Bernardo Silva crazy good player for for manchester city christian ronaldo is always christian ronaldo always scores one goal per game there is no problem with that uh, João yeah. felix uh, is actually playing a little bit better right now at um but he's still super yeah, talented still he's a player that can mm-hmm. always change the game and look you have pepe i know pepe is old but pepe is still playing amazing i <laughs> mean People joke about yeah. Pep, but Pep is still uh, is, is similar to Thiago Silva. I know one is playing on Premier League versus Portuguese league, but Pep and Ruben Dias is, in my in my opinion, is one of the best uh, um, duos on, on on central. And we have Nuno, yeah. Nuno Mendes, that is actually one of the few good things that this PSG this season. I mean, not trying to push the Portugal narrative, but Portugal ever <laughs> Portugal actually have an yeah. amazing team. The thing is, uh, the coach in my opinion, is not that good. The reason they don't sack him is because he ended up winning the Euro Cup 2016 and for some reason he ended up getting this stat, got status in Portugal. Mm-hmm. They, they yeah. don't want to sack him because was the first coach to win a, a big tournament for Portugal. So, I also understand that logic. but. I mean, yeah, it, it, the, the Fernando Santos, the, the coach for Portugal, is very good with 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 the teams that don't have a lot of talent. That plays that defensive game, then scores one goal, and that's it. Because that was that was the way Portugal ended up winning uh, Euro Cup two thousand sixteen. But right now, it's weird because you have a lot of talent and you have no no idea what he's doing with all of those guys. So again, will I be shocked if Portugal goes far on the tournament? Again, when you have so much good players, it's difficult to say what's shot because who knows. But uh, I also doubt, to to be honest. So
1: yeah, Portugal is a stri- Portugal is a strange one because, as you said, they have. I mean, Otavio. I'm a big fan of Otavio from Portugal, uh, from Porto. I think he's 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 very talented. Andre Silva, again, I yeah. love the guy. So they, it's it's hard it's hard to see how they not win
0: games, but no, somehow they
1: they do. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I make
0: an argument. I'm not joking. I make an argument for Portugal versus any team. I, I'm not joking about this. L- look at, at, at the four defenders we have we have Cancelo, for me, with Arnold, the, the best right right back in the world, Ruben Dias, arguably, arguably top three best defender in the world, also Pepe, again, is old but still plays at a crazy level, Nuno Mendes, then you have. Uh, Font, you have amazing players, really. I mean, Portugal is a very, very strong team, but they don't work together. And um, and 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 it's not only that Portugal have one thing that the other teams, apart from Argentina, don't have. Cristiano Ronaldo. Argentina have Messi, which is in, <laughs> which I also consider mm-hmm. that yeah. when you have Cristiano Ronaldo, there is always a plus on on your team. So. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I would love to to see Portugal go far, and I also think is is a good team for the hobby. João Félix still have a lot of collectors. Cristiano Ronaldo, of course, with Messi, probably the player that most people mm-hmm. collect. So yeah. Um, then we'll go a little bit to again, no financial advice on, on this uh, on this question or on or, or on the answer mm-hmm. in this case, but two or three players that you think can gain a lot of momentum. And try to relate this even with with the card market. Um, I would love to, two 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 three four. it could be even five is, is up to you that you think <laughs> can actually um, increase a lot in terms of, of demand for, 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 um, for his cards, etc.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I'm, let's, let's go with the ones I, I just like as, as players. Um, one of them uh, is Yunus Musa from the United States men's national team. I, I watched all the preparation games last year, and I thought he was by far one of the better players on the pitch. Every single game, um, he's playing in the midfield. That's why he probably doesn't get a lot of attention. It, um, he pl- plays at Valencia, also, right? Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a right midfield player, more more in the midfield than going up front. Um, he doesn't. I, I don't think he he scored a goal for the for America. Um, so that's why no one really cares because he didn't score a single goal yet um but i think he's very talented i think it's it's obviously not the same but like if you like pedri then you have to like musa in my opinion it's it's far it's it's so different but still in my in my mind it's the same it's just the the style of play the confidence on the ball he's only 19 and the guy he like he, he he doesn't care who is running behind him or whatever he just so comfortable on the ball he likes to play the game you just see it um, that's why I think is one of them. I'm not sure what these prices are doing, to be honest, um, but I think he's one one to watch. Uh, another one, again, I just love the guy, Andres Silva. I don't think he's going to play a lot since he's that, in this Portugal that's, team. That's up the front. problem, yeah, because
0: I also yeah, don't see so, he, he's going to mm, play. Even John Felix may, like, may not play. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. so let alone Andre Silva. He might get like 25 minutes if they're one... one and they need a goal they just put everyone on the pitch maybe that's his chance or a shot to get like some attention uh but i just love andre Silva from the from the moment i saw him a uh, very good striker up front and uh, now i think he's playing at salzburg um or leipzig one of the two i think it's like leipzig. Uh, leipzig um yeah leipzig um so again he's 20 he's only 26 so he still has a lot of of room to grow um and he's a striker so he can get attention if he's really Getting into into the groove if he can find his feet, um, so that's another one. I think Phil Foden as well. I think some people don't understand how good he is. Um, Pep actually did a great job with him. I was I was a bit wrong on Pep, not using him more in games, but now it shows that he just needed some more time to adapt. Like as as fans, we don't know what's going behind the scenes. So he he he's saying again like he's one of the more popular or what was it more talented players i ever worked with yeah again that's a lot adding to the hype again um but i i think he did a great job with with him um so i think Foden is is one as well to watch um again there's so many great players who there's all there's probably gonna play be a player we don't even know right now or never talk about who's gonna all of a sudden become that guy at the world cup Uh, it can be any guy (laughs) one guy that scores seven eight nine goals in the group stages and there you have one Um,
0: i think i think uh, um, (laughs) i think your choices are great um i if i had to pick two or three players and my answer is is a little bit boring to be honest but (laughs) i i'm going to be real it's a little bit honest but i would pick uh, pedri i still think pedri Again, yeah, P- Pedri sure. is a difficult sure. player to invest because it's difficult to imagine a player like Pedri potentially winning Ballon d'Or one day. It's difficult to imagine a scenario like that when you have Alan, Mbappé that scores so many goals. But who knows? Yeah. But I, I think Pedri is, is actually very special. Sure. Um, and sure. this season, I'm, I'm getting even more convinced that Ped, Pedri could be one of the, the key players to make this Barcelona great again. Um, other, I agree. Yeah the other player i would go will probably antony uh, because i think antony this is the last season at ajax if i had to make a, a crazy prediction i think if mbappe leaves uh, because I, I, I there is a lot of rumors around that oh. if if mbappe leaves psg antony could be the player they, they 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 try to sign of course different level mbappe way more famous but i think antony can can potentially have a big move and i, I again i believe he's really that that would and I may go with you with Foden, the uh, or Bellingham. I also like Bellingham quite a lot. I think yeah. Bellingham is a very solid player. He's, he's so young. Bellingham is is a weird case because I always think he's like 27 years old. But he, because yeah. he plays like that, you know, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but the the guy is 18 or, or 19, something like that. So yeah, I think yeah, he's yeah. I would go I, but my two choices would, would be Pedri and Antoni. That being said, a big part of the viewers already know those two guys, but I would go with those two. But I also think what you said about Foden makes a lot of sense. Foden could be the next big guy for England without any type of doubt. So, yeah. Um, Question number five was uh, about the United States uh, team, uh, the potential you see on, on this team. And actually, before you answer, I want to say one thing. I know sometimes as Europeans we tend to make some jokes about uh, about the American mm-hmm. team and it's not because the team is, is bad or something like that, it's just, and even most Americans that, that follow uh, my channel, your channel know this, when you compare talent versus prices, sometimes does not make a lot of sense. I mean, Polišić is a very good player, but Pulisic sometimes sells on, on levels of Christian Ronaldo, Mbappé and Messi. And that's a little bit difficult to understand. In the other hand, also makes sense because we know the American market dominates uh, the hobby. But I would say one thing. I actually believe the American team is quite good. Uh, I'm, I'm not being ironic. I actually believe that. I think they have a lot of talent. Can they win? Of course that's very, very unlikely to imagine a scenario like that. But I think that, they, for example, they can go... Uh, they, I, I believe is, the group is not that difficult for them. Not saying will be easy. But I, I, I can see a scenario where they, they, they can uh, do very well on the group stage. And who knows? I mean, this is one game after that. I mean, uh, look, Portugal on, on 2016, it was one of the worst teams on the tournament. That, that's the reality. And, there's yeah. no, and they end up winning, I mean, so... Who knows? We tend to to always think Mm -hmm. that there is no chance, but I doubt, of course, but who knows? Those things are so difficult to predict. Do you remember when Chelsea won the first Champions League? Chelsea was awful. Drogba alone was carrying the team and sometimes stuff like this, uh, (laughs) this this crazy stuff uh, happened. so yeah. I would say I think the American team is actually quite good. I expect a good tournament, and I think that's quite important for for the Ovi. I think uh, getting people hyped about that. And the thing that they have that is quite good is most of the players are very young. So even if they don't, again, win right now, which we agree that will be very difficult, but if they do well. They will go into the the next one with big hopes uh, because, look, those guys are 21, 22. They they will be at the prime when the World Cup will be uh, in America. So, yeah, I'm actually expecting good things from this team. And who knows? I mean, uh, it's super difficult to predict. They they, they they can basically lose all games on the group stage. I will also not be sure. I'm sorry. I, I'm being real because they, they end up losing to, to Costa Rica. So if they they end up losing to Costa Rica, they, they also can lose to, to Iran and for sure to England or, or even Ukraine or Wales. It, it will depend, which I also believe will be Ukraine. I, I'm not sure if you agree with me on that. The, yeah, the thing with 100%. with, with, with the, but Vincent, the thing the thing with Ukraine is who knows what that team is right now, you know, because they have yeah. players at, at the war. So is and mentally, who knows what that team will be at that time. So maybe it could even be Wales or Scotland. But if I had to pick one, knowing the potential, I think Ukraine will be the one joining them. But again, but, uh, but sh- sh- because you, you always have <laughs> strong uh, takes on, uh, on America. I always see your posts on, on Instagram. Um, what, what, but be real, what do you think is the potential for, for this team, the, the American team?
1: Yeah, first of all, I totally agree with what you said about the Ukraine. If you just look at the team, if they would play in just a normal setting without the war and everything that's going on, I think they are the a better team out of Wales, Scotland and Ukraine. Now, with everything going on, I have no idea how they're going to turn up, if they're even going to play, what the conditions are going to be like um so let's say one team that can actually make it is wales as well i don't think scotland is that good of a team so let's say wales makes it and then you have england iran and wales against the united states national team and i think england and wales are already better than costa rica so it's going to be let's say if it's wales even if it's scotland i think that's going to be a a very tough task for them um knowing that they just lost 2-0 to a costa rica team um, again they could have lost 5-0 as well and still qualify so that's not the issue the issue is that you lose against not a very good team in preparation of a big tournament and that uh, that's something i don't really like to see um but i i totally agree with what you said they have very a very very young team i mean i, I did some research before coming on because i didn't want to like i always have hot takes on on america uh, but i just like to cover it with numbers and facts and and stuff i see um but again, as you said, like, yeah, the center back is 25, right back 24, right midfielder 19, central midfielder of 23. Uh, you have Pepe up there 19, Timothy Weah right winger 22, Christian Pulisic 23. So they're not even in their prime. They just, they're just, yeah. they, they were, they are just born. <laughs> they're just, they're just coming on the biggest stage and, and, and it's going to be their first World Cup. A lot of them have never played one minute of championship, Champions League. Champions League minutes, whatever, not even in a team that qualifies for the Champions League. So it's very hard to, to really gauge how far they are in their development, um, what they're going to do in, in big in big games. Because in total, with the team, with the first 11, I looked at the first 11 against Costa Rica, the total amount of minutes everyone together has in the Champions League is 5,500 hours. And 4,400 of them is from Pulisic alone. So you have a team who has zero to no experience in Champions League, let alone in big international games. Um, So if you look at the full games played from the first 11, that's 269 games in total for the United States men's national team over 11 players. So again, not really that much. Uh, That's an average of 24 games a player. If you take away Pulisic, that's 23. So that's not big of a difference. Um, but he's their by far most important player in terms of production. If you look at the average goal scored out of those 11, you have 3.26, 36, take away Pulisic and you have 1.6. So he's by far their most goal scorer. There is more, they're more most experienced player in the biggest stage, uh, goal scorer, assist giver, like take away Pulisic out of this team in terms of numbers and everything just crumbles down. Then you just have a team that is basically doing zip so it's going to be very interesting to see how other teams react to that because if they look at these numbers as too i mean they have more advanced numbers even and if they can keep policy out of the game i'm not sure who's gonna be able to step up not it's obviously people who's gonna step up but who's yeah. able to it's very hard to look at these guys and, and say oh here's the clear second, because that's not the case like it's very hard to see a guy from everyone stepping up against a team like Portugal and making that, or England, and making that very important dribble or save or goal or whatever, that moment that you can expect from a Messi, Ronaldo, whatever, a Lewandowski, I, I'm not sure if it's not Pulisic is going to be able to do that. Um, also, everyone was very high on Pepi. Um, and the guy, I mean, he, he he's sitting at three goals and three assists in eight games, which is pretty good, Yeah. but three goals and two assists, but three goals and two assists of those were in two games. So he's, he's, he's played eight full games, 11 in total, but he's, he, but basically his entire production was in two games. So what happens with all the other ones? Mm-hmm. So he he, maybe he's just a guy who needs some motivation. I don't know. But his numbers are not really that good. If you look, if you see that everything came from two games <laughs> and not against the best of opponents either. Um, but again, y- y- you just don't know. They're such a young, young team, and let's be honest, the coach. Even even though you, if you don't like him, a lot of Americans, if they lose, they have they just. Sh- I cannot, I'm not gonna swear. They just they just trash the coach, but this guy has. Played as coached 50 games and only lost nine. So I'm not sure what these what these American American fans or people who invest in these players expect from a coach. But losing only nine games out of 50 with such a young team, I think it's not too
0: bad. So um, do, do, do you think the expectations think, are probably a little bit too high at this point? Uh, I think that's the same issue as with England. I think they go
1: hand in hand. England and America have the same issue. Their their um, media, um, their everything around the teams is just too much hype. They put too much pressure on these players, and and even now it's you see things. It's coming home for England, and you see the big push, and and it's it's gonna it's gonna be our World Cup for America. It's like. No, that's not how you how you make something happen. You just put yourself in such an underdog position that no one cares about you, no one watches you. You you can just prepare these players mentally. You can work with them for the next months without any pressure. Now every time they open Instagram, if they look at a football page or soccer page, their name is their name is up there. They they're getting compared to Missy, Pepe was the Missy of America. Um, Pulisic is a LeBron James of soccer. You know, it it doesn't it doesn't help with these young guys. They they read that stuff as well. It it doesn't help. It doesn't help at all. I I mean, that's the issue.
0: It's difficult because um, I would love to to see America do well because that's actually the the most important team at the tournament for for the soccer card market. It's not Argentina. It's not Portugal. It's not France. It's America and. I also agree with you that they may have expectations a little bit too high at this point, uh, um, because I saw people saying that I wish it's Portugal, that will be easy, and I was like, okay, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> that, that's, I mean, they <laughs> it seems like they, they, wow. I, I was a little bit offended, because to, to uh, I see a lot of people asking for Portugal, that's easy, and I was like, I mean, uh, come on, I mean, I'm, I know Portugal is not playing that well, but Portugal is not easy for, uh, for America. England is not easy for America. They... Sometimes uh, a reality check is also important. In the other end, I mean, I kind of like guys like Pulisic. I think Pulisic is a good player, honestly. I mean, do I think Pulisic is level of Salah, for example? No, but I think uh, he's a very good player. I like Reina. I know he has a lot yeah. of problems with injuries, but I like the kid. Um, Yeah. Again, uh, it's a weird situation because... I'm afraid they also can get a little bit disappointed at the World Cup, but they also can see the other scenario that that team being so, so young. And Vincent, sometimes it's about momentum, right? If they, they do well, sure. they, they gain a lot of confidence. They, let's say, instead of, I don't know, they they, they, they play versus Uruguay, for example, which again is favorite, but he still could be competitive, for example. So many things can happen that um, I think is. If I was an, Amer- as an American fan, I would be optimistic, but I will also have a reality check in terms of uh, winning World Cup, stuff like that. And to be fair, I, I don't believe that big, at least big part of my viewers that watch me from America believe they can win World Cup. But uh, they also can. Uh, I think the first goal should be do well on the group stage. And apart from that, look, who knows? I mean those tournaments that there is always a team that shocks everyone maybe it's america you know what i'm trying to say so yeah but again i also believe that if they keep uh, doing a great job with this team so much talented on 2026 they will not be favored to win the world Cup, no matter what but maybe they will be a team that people will be way more scared than they are right now you know what i'm trying to say because Look, who knows if Polisic will be a key player for Chelsea at that that moment. Who knows if Reina will be playing Mm -hmm. at Bayern Munich, for example. All of those scenarios can happen, you know. Um, But yeah, in general, I would agree with you. I have a lot of viewers from America. You have a lot lot of viewers from from America. And I say this uh, 100% being honest. I hope America does well on, on the World Cup. Because that will be the best scenario sure. for for the, the hobby. If they play versus Portugal, well, in that case, I don't care. I, I hope Portugal <laughs> crushes them. But apart from that, I hope they they do very well. Um, so yeah, I mean, um, when I'm talking, I think their motor- first game is against England, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah.
1: So That's I think you're I think you're very right on that one when you said momentum is is big, especially in tournaments. If they if they if their first game is against England and they lose 4-5-0 in, in a very dominating way, uh, it's it's going to be very interesting to see how they bounce back against the other two. Uh, we, again, we're not sure who the the, uh, the fourth one is. Um, but, but if but their Vincent, first game is, is against England and they lose
0: 5-0... But Vincent, you know what? I actually think America is a great team for them. I'm not saying they will win, but, but I think England... Uh, is that team that can actually lose a random game like that? I I don't trust in England. Yeah, you know what I, you I, know what I mean? I, I think I think if if they play versus Spain versus Brazil, that will be a little bit more problematic. I'm not saying that yeah. England is not a favorite because I also think England most likely will win that game, but there is that factor that they they tend to choke a little bit in in in, in crucial yeah. moments, even being the first game, but. I don't know. I mean, if you tell me that they end up drawing 1-1 or United States 1-1-0, I will not be that shocked. I I don't trust on this England team that much. So I I actually believe they end up getting, uh, if you look at all the teams, that one of the teams that was, uh, um, apart let's say Qatar, probably was better. But I think that the England team is is actually an interesting team for, for them um but yeah i mean um... it's going to be one of the biggest
1: games in in american history if they win or even draw against england that's, that's going to be such a, a very important game for them that's why it's going to be again it's going to be very interesting you have a hype team in england the hype team in america and they play each other in the first game that's if that ends up ends up happening i i the whole world will be watching that game just because it's such a hype hype train and yeah. one of these two trains is probably going to crash after the first game in the group stages. Yeah. So but don't get me wrong, even though I have my strong opinions about the about the American uh, team, I, I obviously I want them to do well for, for the hobby. Like yeah, that, yeah, that's course. a whole different conversation. Like if if they do well, a lot of new people come into the hobby and players like Pedri or or Musa who don't who don't get that much of attention have a chance, Muller as well. Um, he's a great player, but no one cares because they don't understand isn't, the position, hip, yeah, the, the position uh, he I, plays. We didn't just need more people in the hobby, and then we have a chance of I these agree. players. I agree world.
0: with you 100%. But uh, not exactly related to this, but also related to this. I have a mm. weird feeling, and this is again just a feeling. I don't know. I feel like this is Brazil uh, World Cup. I, I have this strong feeling for some reason. I, f- I think. If you look at the Neymar story, makes sense Neymar winning right now. You know the, because Neymar, so many people give him crap. Uh, Neymar is an amazing player. People for some reason they, they think Neymar is. Uh, Is a regular player. Neymar is not a regular player. Neymar is an amazing player. Uh, If you look at at the the last 10-20 years, I think you can make argument that Neymar, if you don't count Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo, with Lewandowski at this point, probably one of the best players that we saw. Um, But I don't know, I have this feeling that Neymar can actually play amazing on this World Cup. Again, I have no data to back this up. You actually did an amazing (laughs) job with the the American team. I, I was very impressed it's just a feeling that I have that this could be the World Cup for Brazil. I, I don't know why. I, I feel like seems seems in my mind makes sense Neymar winning this World Cup for some reason because of all of his. Uh, uh, I, I also yeah. saw the, the Netflix show and they they talk about that and I don't know. I got that feeling this uh, this Brazil can actually uh, do it. But again, who knows? France, uh, funny stuff. France and Brazil, if they, they go first on the group, and I think that will be the scenario, they only face each other on the final. So, I mean, okay. I don't know, it <laughs> could be the case. <laughs> and by the yeah. way, the, 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 the mm-hmm. Brazil side is easier than the French side. Hmm, interesting. I, I don't know. It's just a feel. Look, maybe Brazil <laughs> end up being the, the worst <laughs> team under tournament, and the, I, I, people will 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 yeah. make a clip of this, and I will be a, a completely full. And again, if if I knew the team that will that that that, um, that end up winning the World Cup, I will make crazy amounts of money betting, and it's not the case. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it is just for fun. Who knows? But yeah, I mean, great conversation. Um, Actually, to finish this, uh, not I, 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 I did not have this question, but I, I would love to know your opinion on this. What do you okay. think... Uh, I mean, I believe we, we are already seeing an impact on certain cards for, for the World Cup. Not super strong, but I believe we are already seeing an impact. But do you think things can get a little bit crazier um, on summer, for, for, for example, with, you know, no season, Mbappé going to Real Madrid, people are potentially going to Real Madrid, people speculating now for the World Cup. What do you think about that? I I will share my perspective very quick with you. Mm -hmm. I actually believe that could be the case. Um, And the reason that I have for this is actually quite simple. I think around summer, PSA should be okay. Beckett should also be okay. And I think the grading game uh, being 100 uh, mm-hmm. or at least uh, people having cheap options to grade is very important for the card market and yeah. apart from that i feel like that i don't know i think the market works in cycles i see a lot of people talking about f1 talking about marvel star wars and i you think know. eventually the cycle will be for soccer um because okay. there is people on the market and I actually, I, I'm one of those people, to be fair, because I also interact in other markets. But there is people mm-hmm. that, they basically go to the market that is hot. There is a lot of people that they just collect F1 right now. And those guys, two months ago, end up uh, being collecting Marvel. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and there is nothing wrong yeah. with that. I'm just saying that there is people that they follow yeah. hype, they are more on the flipping side than the, the value investing side, they, they flip and Look, it is what it is. If, if that works, more power to, to you. And I believe yeah. soccer could be that market that those specific guys that, that I'm talking right now will enter in a couple of months. And um, if that's the case, I can see a lot of growth. Um, again, nothing that I'm saying is financial advice. I always put this because some, all of us need to do our own research. I'm wrong all the time. It's not even funny at this point. So <laughs> I'm being honest, you know, but I, I honestly believe... Yeah i'm sorry i honestly believe that uh, the market works in cycles and the or cycle w- will be um, will be there soon uh, just, just just my prediction
1: I th- it's hard to give an answer, but I have four things that came to mind while you were talking that I just wrote down. So I'm, I cannot give you an answer like or a definitive answer, neither can you. As you just said, it's it's one, so far away, and two, we have no idea yeah, what's going it's on. It's very far away. We're we talking talk. about something yeah.
0: very far away. Yeah, it's, sure. It's...
1: So just, I'm just going to go through my list and give you, you, you give your uh, ideas or whatever so the first thing i'm going to say is we had the exact same thought about the euros everyone i think a month before the euros was saying this is it now the market is going to explode this is what we need especially just after the pandemic the market like was with the prism boom and all of that stuff um the mark everyone was like yeah this is it this is the first big tournament after the boom um it's gonna happen a lot of great players are gonna be in the tournament and it did not end up doing anything i think even cards went down in price even before the tournament started which is most of the time the time when the hype is at its highest because everyone is speculating and placing their bets on who is going to perform well and all of that stuff so is the world cup gonna be the same thing i don't know i i think i do think and i I, it's just no debate the world cup is the biggest tournament i think in sports in general um so there is this is a different kind of beast if we're talking about a different kind of beast the euros is nothing compared to the World Cup. so in that case i I do believe that we might just because it's the World Cup and and now England uh, America isn't there it, it can really it can really be a different case two it's it's at the end of the year it's it's um in 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 winter um and it's also I think it's November it's getting played. Yeah, so I'm might. not sure how, yeah, how yeah. much money people have to speculate on these players with end of the year in sight with presents and all of that stuff. Uh, I'm not sure how it is in, in other countries, but sometimes that's also when people have the highest bills uh, because it's cold outside and people put the heating on more and stuff like that. So, in terms of bills and presents, how much money is there left for cards? Now, you, are, you could argue that these presents are going to be cards. Uh, So that's a different kind of story, but I'm not sure if people have so much money to spend on on, on cards. I'm not sure. That's just a a thought that came to mind. Also transfers, as you said, I have no idea how the market is going to be back then um, because the transfers that happened before in the summer, like people are like Mbappe, Holland if they end up making that big, big move how much more can these cards go up by winter um, if they go to the World Cup? Maybe they came down again and that's their time to get back up i don't know it's just a thought i have and my fourth point would be um especially for the people living in the united states what other sports are getting played around that time because if there is little to no other sports that are in full swing then everyone's attention even people that don't care about soccer that haven't watched a single minute just because it's the world cup and they're in there they hear it from friends family it's going to be in bars it's going to be in restaurants everyone will talk it's going to be on the news just because of that people are getting more interested in the market maybe hearing collecting from friends and family for the first time again looking at the market but if the if around that time especially in america there is nothing else getting played it's going to be it's going to be crazy i think it's going to be insane um it's I, obviously I, I... 2026 is in america so that's another different story but i think this can show you what an impact american people can have on the market if this ends up going our way. For sure. For sure. That's the four things that
0: came to mind. I I would say one thing. I agree with some things you said, and I disagree with, with a couple. Um, sure. I think what you said about the euro, I agree. I mean, I I was one of those guys. I was saying the state of the market is more important than the event, and at the time, the state of the market was awful. It's not just and the, the euro is, is not the world cup. That there is also that that I totally agree uh, with you. Yeah. In the other end, um I think both scenarios are a little bit different for one reason. At the time when the Euros was going on was when PSA was closing, Beckett was closing. So was this, uh, th- there was a weird tension on the market. And we ended up sure. riding yeah. a crazy bull run that we saw was getting to an end. And the, the end of that uh, ended up coinciding with PSA closing, uh, Beckett closing, etc. So there was a lot of bad things happening in the market. Right now, yeah. I don't think we, we are facing another bull run by any means, but I think we are way more stable. And w- when you are way more stable, again, Things can, can always keep going down because we can't predict the market, but there is also the other scenario that we can start seeing another another boom. And I would say yeah. one thing. I agree with you that at the end of the year is not the best uh, time to spend money, but I don't think the speculation will happen at the end of the year. I believe will be more around summer. Uh, you know what I'm trying to say? I believe at that time should should be when uh, you should try to, to sell or even one month before the World Cup uh, starts. Um, mm-hmm. Again, it's so, so difficult to say. Who knows? Um, I'm very confident to, to, to be... If I had to put a, a, a guess, I believe we'll see a good increase uh, around the summer World Cup time, whatever. Around those times, I believe we'll see an increase. But this is a good test for for the market because if we, we don't see an increase... Um, with PSA opening again. But but again, I mean, we live in a weird time right now because I think we had COVID. COVID seems done. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not done, but at least seems under control. But now we have a mm-hmm. war. So you know what I'm trying to say? I mean, this is not a normal time in the world. We are living and there is recession, inflation. There is so many things that... Um, And I believe all markets work together. Uh, If the crypto market is doing well, if the real estate market is doing well, if the stock market is doing well, eventually that will reflect into the collectible market. And if soccer will be the market that is hot at the time, we'll see an increase. But the thing is, if, you know, we don't know for for sure. If I had to make a wild prediction, and I, I say this all the time, no one can predict the market. But if I had to predict the market right now, I'm actually very confident that the World Cup will have a a positive effect on on the soccer card market. But this is a message that I leave to to all my viewers. Be prepared for both scenarios, because look, I say this all the time, I have a good amount of money in my collection. If everything goes to zero, look, I will be sad, no doubt about that. But I will also be fine. My life continues the same way. Look, it is what it is. I lost money on a super speculative asset. But that's fine. But also be prepared for the other scenario. Also be ready to sell some stuff if you see a crazy boom. Some people think, oh, if I sell right now, I will never be able to buy it. No, normally there is always second opportunities. And if if things go up 2x, 3x, 4x, 10x, who knows? That's a good sign that you should take uh, um, some, some money out because eventually we'll be able to re-enter the market. There is a famous quote that people say that, You make money on on when the market is down, but you take profits when the market is up. And I agree with that quite a lot. I mean, right now, Mm -hmm. I think it's a good time to be buying, being honest. Can things go down more? There is always that scenario. But if you believe in the market, buying in a market that is down, I think makes sense. If the market gets really hot around summer, around November, whatever, that's the worst time to to be buying. I I just hope that... uh, Again, I don't get a lot of views on YouTube, but if someone watches this and learns something from what they end up sharing, I think is important. Because uh, people yeah. say markets are irrational because of this, because people love things that are doing very well, because they only can see more positive on that things. When things are going down, mm-hmm. people never see the, the positive side. Um, An example that I do a lot of times is with Bitcoin. I mean, when Bitcoin is mm-hmm. doing well... Yeah. Look, the (laughs) narratives are always the same. No, blockchain is the future. I mean, blockchain, everything will be on the blockchain. There is is this crazy narrative that I also don't agree. I mean, I think the the blockchain is an amazing technology, but some people go completely insane. They think blockchain is life almost. I mean, but when things Mm -hmm. are going down, Bitcoin is a scam. You know, I mean, in, <laughs> look at those fools in a blockchain. What is that? Yeah. Blockchain is not even real. You know what I mean? Uh, so probably the truth is in the middle. And uh, look, I, sure. I, I I tend to say if you are investing in alternative assets, and I also put Bitcoin on, on that, I don't think you need you, you need to be a genius or anything like that. I think you need to have a, a, a stable personality. I think that's the, the the key thing because if you are a guy that you don't get too emotional with stuff, I think in the end we end up doing smart uh, decisions but again we are living we are living in very weird times right now even the stock market one month ago was down if you if you look at, uh, i'm talking even about blue sheep stocks they end up not doing very well even if you do if you if you go back one year from from the, that you are seeing and that tends not to be the case most of the time so people need to be aware yeah. of this we are not living um a normal time at all so if if cards are a super speculative asset that are crazy difficult to predict, imagine right now they are even more difficult to predict because of all the things we end up talking. So yeah, some, some final thoughts. That was a, that was a great,
1: if I call the rent, that was a great advice, man. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I have people who bought Bitcoin and then when it goes down in price, they it's curse a and swear on it <laughs> instead of buying more like they were buying let's say at 35 he goes to 30 and then they say it's a scam well if you believe in it at 35 you should be buying more instead of calling it a scam uh it's it's, it's super it's a, funny that all it's, sudden
0: a, it's so funny but think about that because those guys that that bought let's say at 50k bitcoin they bought the price they never bought the value of the coin you know because Look, if you believe in the value, if the, if Bitcoin goes down to 20K again, I mean, you still have the same amount of Bitcoin. That's the reality. Your value stays the same, but they bought the price and they don't deal with the, with the correction, with, with the crash, whatever, uh, well because of yeah. that. Because they 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 when they buy at 50K, they don't think, okay, I'm buying this amount of Bitcoin because I believe in the product. I believe in the long run of this. And... The first thing they they think, and this is reality, no, Bitcoin is 50K, but will be 100K in one month from now. And (laughs) I have an amazing point. They never put the other scenario. Uh, That's why I keep saying, understand value. Because prices, they change all the time. The only thing we know for sure is prices will always be changing. But if you buy value, again, you can buy now and tomorrow be losing. That's, That's very normal, actually. But if you believe in the product in the long run, Look, Bitcoin is actually an amazing example. Let's apart from the people that bought that sixty k or seventy k—I'm not even sure—Bitcoin made made money for everyone, if you will. That's the reality. There is no way around that. But actually, I was looking at the data. Actually, I believe I already talked with you about this. A lot of people Probably. lose money on Bitcoin, and that makes no sense yeah. because the the, the Bitcoin uh, graph is like this. But normally it's like, but people lose money. Why? Because of they, they buy the price. And when the, if the price changes, they, they don't believe in the value anymore. And that, that's when you lose a lot of money.
1: Yeah. I think that those two sayings that you had that goes back, like since the moment you made videos is you buy value, not the price. Um, and time in the market is more important than timing the market. I think if you live by those two, and as you said, and it never came to my mind until you said it like just five minutes ago, you just, the only thing you need is a stable personality. That's, no that's doubt. all you need. Like, even though you see your price go down $200, who isn't to say that the price goes up $500 in the next week. You don't know. You just, you just, you need to sit there and just think like, why did I buy this product? Why did I invest in this? Do I still believe the same things? Did I buy value or was it speculative? If the answer is, if he can explain every single reason for why you bought it, then you just hold on to it and wait till the market retur- reacts to something, returns to normal, whatever the case may be. If you make rest decisions, then you're going to lose money, obviously. Uh, and that's, that's no sadly doubt. what happens to, to most people, I'm afraid.
0: Yeah. And the, the thing about that is um, people say rich people, get richer and that's true and the, the thing about that is when you are not rich you tend to take bigger risks because you feel that you are too far behind you know what i'm saying and and that's an awful thought honestly because you still you still should do smart decisions but that's why i mean people go to stocks that are let's say penny stocks that they, they go to altcoins They go to super speculative assets. And I also believe that there is a lot of that happening also in cardboard. Um, You see that when people entering the market, they don't think about buying a Pelé rookie or or even an early card for Pelé that they potentially can only afford one. What they think. They think about buying a new kid because they think, no, this will be the the new Pelé and that will have an amazing exit point, And they end up playing a super dangerous game. when. uh, but yeah. again, it's, that's psychology. If you feel down, you take more risks. Because you feel like, yeah. in your mind, you think, no, no, I need to take more risks because I'm too far down when I compare with, with those guys. When the reality is, the smart move probably is going step by step until you get into a level that you feel more comfortable. But And by the way,
1: that's I do miss... That's the issue too. That's the more boring route. It's not as exciting as watching a guy trying to score five goals to see his card go from five to $25 and Forex your investment. The better but investments are, are these boring ones like Messi Ronaldo, Pere. Those are boring, but they are the better ones in the long-term.
0: But Vincent, that goes into what I was saying, uh, stable personality, 100%. a guy that, yeah. yeah, whatever. Okay. I'm not do, I'm winning 5% on this card, 10%, you know? With time, those things, they start to, to, to give you a great return. But this is not fast. That That's that's the problem, honestly. And, um, yeah, I, again, uh, this could go into a different conversation because I, I also play in, in other markets. I, I like to, to value investing. And I really don't think you need to be a genius. I, I honestly believe you just need to have a stable personality and uh, understand that things take time. Um, and I think that that's yeah. what what a lot of people lack is they they want results for for tomorrow and that's not going to happen. What's going to happen is you probably end up losing a lot of money on that crazy move that, that you thought was was smart. So yeah, it's actually it's, it's actually sad if you think about it because you understand why people lose money is because they they probably sometimes people can can't even be. A, this this problem. Some people will get triggered by this, but I sometimes I believe people that are on the market should not be on the market. I honestly believe this. I, I sometimes I think, yeah. I think you should be investing in a more stable asset than cards. I think cards is for people that already have certain positions that they can play with cards. And I know I will get some comments. Ah, but I'm just a collector. Sometimes being just a collector is actually an, an excuse that people tend to use. To justify them decisions you know um i see because i see this a lot of times people bought uh, an awful card i i tend to say something, i'm just a collector i don't care you just care about money but they are also suffering with <laughs> with that purchase but being <laughs> just a collector is is an excuse yes. almost of course there is just collectors i i know that but i don't think just collectors watch my channel because my channel is is very in the financial side of the yeah. market if you can say that so, yeah, this yeah. is actually a very interesting topic that could be a video alone, honestly. So, yeah. And and to yeah. We'll finish this, mm-hmm. with the World Cup, if there is another boom, don't get caught into the hype. Don't start buying the new kid because the other guy tells you that new kid will play amazing for Brazil. <laughs> that guy has no idea. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Those things are insanely difficult to predict. When... When... Uh, um, when uh, Cristiano Ronaldo was in his prime. He ended up doing one of the worst World Cups. So this type of stuff is crazy difficult to predict. We have no idea at all. So, Yeah.
1: can only place our bets and hope for the best. And whenever one is talking about a guy, it's already too late.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, I did the example of Antony. I like Antony. But do I think he's smart to buy Antony? Honestly, no. I think that's not mm-hmm. that smart. But again, because that's the way I approach the market, I I tend to buy a player that I already feel that is undervalued in the long run. You cannot mm-hmm. buy Anthony and say he's undervalued in the long run. You cannot do that because you don't know the long run for, for that guy. But if you buy mm-hmm. Müller, for example, so Müller is undervalued for, for, for the long run because we know what Müller already did for Bayern Munich. We know the stats... For Thomas Muller but you cannot buy Pedri or Anthony even if I believe those guys are will be very good but you cannot say those those guys are are legends or something like that you cannot say that because that will be a mm-hmm. lie so yeah I'll, I'll always yeah. people should be careful with that without any type of doubt so yeah totally agree Vincent thank you so much for for this conversation I thought it was a very good one um, and yeah, I, I, I hope to see you do more videos on your, your YouTube channel because you, you have been doing a pause. I, I, there is actually a new video also talking about, I'm sorry, also talking about World Cup on, on your YouTube channel, which I think people should check out. I will put all, all, all uh, I will put uh, your Instagram, your um, your youtube channel on the on the description and i think people should should give you a follow because that may potentially motivate you more to do uh, more <laughs> <video>. <laughs> i know that's important because Makes i sense. also think that that way so yeah thank you so much for your time um and yeah thank you bye guys thanks thanks for having me man
1: see you